Good morning, and welcome to Conversations with Buddy. We record these podcasts at the Rec Podcast Recording Studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We drop a podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone, and we hope that someone is you. Please take a moment to like, comment, and also share on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and to impact the world one testimony at a time. This morning, I'm grateful and excited to have my friend and guest on here. His name is Mike Castronovo. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thank you, buddy. Glad to be here. Well, hey, we're glad to have you here, and uh, you've been a friend of mine for a long time. Now, a long, long time, I guess, five years, four years? Ever since I joined the Brothers a while back. Yeah, so the Brothers of Valor. Six, yeah. yeah, okay. Cool. I feel like we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. You know, I've had lots of coffee appointments. and Oh, yeah. and uh, Very encouraging. Hey, I'm always encouraged to be around you. And, and uh, you know, in my life, I have lots of older men like you. I won't call you old, but you're older, wiser. And uh, and wisdom comes through experience. You know, it's not that wisdom is just I did everything right. It just means you've had more experience, and I can live through that. And maybe you can teach me what not to do. Yeah, <laughs> I can <laughs> definitely do that. <laughs> uh, and, and me too. Well, let me just do a quick introduction to you or f- about you real quick. So, Mike, you're a husband and Tammy is your wife. Yes. You're better half, would you say? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have two kids. Yes. And, and who are they? Uh, Michael Castronovo lives in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and my son, Nico, who lives here in Salem. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know Michael, but I know Nico. I know more of Nico, and uh, he's... He's quite the entrepreneur doing, uh, he's, he's a pilot and, uh, that's, that's kind of cool. He's a drummer. So that's kind of cool. Likes music. He's, he's also a ministry as well, right? Yeah. He's a youth pastor at our church. Uh, he just got his commercial license so he can fly us around in a plane. Yeah. And, um, uh, so that's pretty cool. He just qualified for that. And, uh, He's the drummer for our church. He builds websites, and uh, he's getting married soon. Huh. What a great kid, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys are probably excited about that. Yeah, we are. We're proud of him. Uh, God's done a good job in his life, um, uh, partially because we've been faithful to the church we were called to for over 20 years. And wow. he, rose, he was raised with uh, the pastor's kids, and uh, uh, the pastor has three phenomenal children, and Nico's a phenomenal son. Yeah, you're blessed. So with that said, you're also an ex-gang drug dealer. We're going to talk about that. This should be interesting. Yeah. Mike, you were in the Navy. You're a believer, a world traveler, a business owner, and you're a mentor. So you're a lot of things to a lot of people, and that's really cool. Let's just dive in real quick and just kind of maybe understand maybe your history. Where were you born? Where'd you go to school? And maybe what sport did you do? Okay. Um, I was born actually at Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma. My dad was in the uh, Air Force. And then shortly after that, two months later, we moved to California. So I was raised in Southern California. And um, as part of schools go, my dad moved every year and a half. And uh, so I would have to go to a new school every year and a half. So um, that that was pretty interesting. So that's kind of how I got into playing football. Uh, I was back of the year when I played, um, and I played uh, basketball too, and I was the captain of the basketball team. Uh, and then my dad moved to another city, and I was a teenager by then, um, and 
So I went out for the football team, decided it wasn't for me. And uh, some guys friended me on the bus on the way to school. And they happened to be uh, pot smokers. I wasn't. So because they reached out to me, because I was lonely from moving to another school, you know, I didn't know anybody, uh, I stuck around with them for six months and never tried any drugs. And then one day at Sunset Beach, smoked some pot with them. And that was the beginning of um, my drug use. And uh, from there, uh, I actually got into a gang. They were called the Street Racers. And we used to go out and uh, race our cars, block off streets, put up those portable Christmas tree lights, and off we went. And then the cops would show up. And uh, so we did that, and we'd get in fights. But we, back then, because this is like 67, we fought with chains and brass knuckles and crowbars and that kind of thing. So no guns back then. Kind of weird, but it just mm. it just wasn't going on in our, in our life back then. And, um, so we, we did that. And then because I got in trouble, my dad decided to move to Oregon. So he moved the whole family up to Oregon so that the rest of the family wouldn't follow in my footsteps because it was starting to get kind of crazy down there. Hmm. And, uh, so he moved to Silverton and I went, Oh, I'm not going to live in this hick town. You know, I'm from Southern California. I'm going in the Marines. And my dad goes, no, you're only 17. I'll sign free to go into the Navy. <laughs> and I went, okay, just let me out of here. So by going into the Navy, uh, I served two years there, got honorably discharged. But because I went in the Navy, it broke me off and out of the, the gang. And so I came out of the Navy um, and started uh, doing and dealing drugs. And I got married. And so um, my ex-wife and I, she was my wife then, um, we were married seven years. And uh, one day she woke up and decided she didn't want to be married to me anymore. So she took my kid from Oregon and took him to Oklahoma and got a justice of the peace to do some phony paperwork that he lived there. And I didn't get to see my kid for three years. And uh, when she did that, I went into my bedroom shortly after that and got my uh, grandfather's double gauge shotgun loaded it up and I was going to end my life. And a little voice said, call Kenny up. And so I set that down. Kenny was a friend who was a drug dealer, friend of mine that went to jail, got saved in jail. And I used to call him a Jesus freak. So anyway, uh, I called Kenny up. He led me to the Lord. Uh, a couple of days later, I went to Bible book house and bought a book, the Holy spirit and you by the Bennett's got filled with the Holy ghost in my living room. And that was the beginning of the good life. What year was that that all happened? That would have been, let me look, think about it. I've been born again for 45 years. So that was back in 78. Okay, okay. Yeah, back in there. And uh, so um, I went to church at People's Church, met Rich Butler's dad, Ivor Butler. Anybody who goes to People's Church know them. Yeah. And um he said, I, I got in there late and kind of asked me, you know, was I married? And I said, no, my wife had left me. And he goes, well, you need to meet my son, Richard Butler, because the same thing he's going through. Didn't have any children. But so I met Rich and uh, Rich and I started uh, going out to bars and witnessing to people. And uh, he was picking up hitchhikers, leading them to the Lord. And he lived with me while he went to Ichthus Bible School. So that was the beginning of the Christianity in my life, which turned everything around. Wow. That's interesting. Then, so you're married for seven years, you get a divorce, she moves to Oklahoma, and you're still in Oregon. Yes. What's the life look like from that point? You're divorced for how long? 
five years, and uh, um, I was I was talking to a pastor, Songs with a Message, was on KDBQ, and he said, Mike, if you do these three things, this is when I first got born again, he said, you'll never go back to doing drugs. It was read your Bible daily, pray daily, and go to church every day the church doors are open. And I said, okay, I live in Salem, where should I go? And he's the one that sent me to People's Church. Okay. Yeah, and he was up in Portland. Uh, so I, uh, I did that. For five years, I worked on me. I rarely dated. I was just in church, uh, very involved. And it, it just made a difference. I had to work on me for five years. So mm -hmm. if I wanted a you know, a nice wife, a nine or a 10, I needed to be a nine or a 10. And I was way down there at a one or a two. So <laughs> it took me five years, but it was well worth being single that long and working. And I started working for my dad at the floor covering store. And uh, after three years of not seeing my son, a lady at church said, you need to call your ex up and say, can I see him for any amount of time? And uh, I, so I did that. And she said, yes. So I flew out there, got to see him for eight hours one day, and I flew home, and and probably it was cool seeing my son, but he said, Dad, can I change my name to Trammel? And I go, okay, but you're always going to be a Castronovo, but you can do that. And he never changed his name, so mm. I thought it was pretty cool. So God restored that relationship. The next year, I had him for a week, got to come out here. Yeah. After that, two weeks, then months at a time at summer. So uh, And then he eventually moved out here. Okay. So God restored that relationship, which was pretty good, and we're still close to this day. So he's a Michael Jr. Uh, Michael Giovann, not a junior. Not I'm a Michael Phillip. He's Michael Giovann. Okay. Just, yeah. yeah, okay. Named after my dad, yeah. Giovann. Love it. Love it. So so that kind of alludes that you're from from where? where, where, where where's your heritage from? Uh, Sicily. I'm okay. half Sicilian and part Irish and yeah. Welsh. So, so my dad was Giovanni Battista Castronovo. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was full-blooded Sicilian. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so you're single. All of a sudden, what at what point in time did you meet Tammy? Okay, I was working at our floor covering store uh, for my dad at the time here in Salem, and I was going through the drive-through uh, U.S. Bank, and I I was going through the drive-through, and I went whoa, she's cute. <laughs> and I happened to know the lady that was working with her. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And um, so I spotted her. And so I started making the uh, deposit there, you know, every day for the- And real quick, stuff. just for reference, you're probably around 39 at that time? I was 31. Oh, you're 31 when you- Met Tammy. Met yeah. Tammy, got it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was 31. And uh, so- um, she got invited and I got invited to the lady that worked with her's wedding. So I went there and started a conversation with her a little bit and talking to her. And then the next week, I found out she knew my uh, brother's wife's sister and they were going to be at a birthday party over at my brother's house. So I invited myself. And I, I so, you know, I started talking to her and uh, I'm 31. She's 21. But she works for U.S. Bank. But anyway... Uh, I uh, walked her to the car and I said, hey, Tammy, uh, would you like to go out next weekend? And she said, no. And you know how your heart kind of drops because I was really interested. Yeah, yeah. She goes, but I can the next weekend. And I went, oh, okay. So that was awesome. So after she left, you know, I'm jumping in the air and screaming. But anyway, <laughs> that was pretty cool. I found out she wanted to break up with the guy that she was semi-dating before okay. she'd go out with me. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. So you guys began dating. How long until you guys got married? Well, we, okay, on on the dating, uh, we went to um, 
a local restaurant. Um, she drank milk, and I wondered why she's drinking milk. You know, I'm drinking a soda pop, but she was nervous. So the next, the second date, I took her to church, people's church, and uh, we started going to church together and stuff. And um, so we, uh, after 10 days, we knew we were going to get married. We just knew it. Hmm. Okay, we talked. But we didn't want to tell her parents and, you know, freak them out right away. Yeah. Wanted them to get to know me. So after they got to know me, they loved me. And uh, it was uh, six months we were married. Really? Yeah. Within six months. And we've been married. married almost 39 years now. You guys have a really beautiful marriage. So, you know, I've heard it before, but it's always good to hear. What are the keys to a long marriage? I mean, that's yeah. something to be proud of. Yeah, well, the first thing I did, like I say, I worked on me for five years. I learned about preventative maintenance, just yeah. like you do with your car. You got to do it with your relationships. So for the first five years, every month for five years, I sent her a dozen roses from a florist, beautiful red roses. And uh, they would walk those roses in and the girls would all point to Tammy and say, they're hers. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. She loved that. Um, and uh, we always dated. And we still date to this day. We called it Friday Night Live. Uh, we'd get a movie and sit at home and make a, a nice meal and, you know, uh, watch a movie together. But dating is so very important. And people get so busy when they're married and have children, they forget about pursuing their wife. Mm -hmm. You need to pursue that woman your whole life. Right. They want to be pursued. They want to be loved. They want to be told they're loved. And um, so that's what I've done. I still pursue her. I'm still goo goo eyes over her, and she's such a godly woman. I, I'm I'm so impressed with God. Yeah, <laughs> he's so faithful. So for 39 years, you you date, uh, you pursue her, and yeah, I think that's important because I think you're right. We once a guy typically dating a girl, and she finally says yes, I'll marry you. We kind of almost um, forget the pursuit of that relationship, and we take it for granted. So. Yeah. Okay. And I see that quite often in other people's marriages. Yeah. And when they ask me, I, I try to encourage them. I was telling somebody a month ago, I said, you need to be dating your wife. Mm -hmm. and they let me, he, the guy I was talking to let me know. I started doing that, and it's making a big difference. All the difference in the world. Yeah, it does. I like that. I like that. Um, you, you brought me a book today, by the way. Thank you. So John Bevere, Multiply Your God-Given Potential. I uh, can't wait to read it. What would you say is a takeaway out of this book? Well, the takeaway is uh, there's a lot of Christians that are successful and they have plenty of finances and they get comfortable. And sometimes they say, well, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm 65 or I'm 70. Maybe I should just back off now and just live a nice, comfortable life. And, yeah. But that's not what God has for us. God has a purpose for you even at your older age. Mm -hmm. uh, and mentoring people, helping people, uh, Tammy and I, were able to, about five years ago, um, we got a God dream. We went to a conference, and the girl talked about a God dream, and Tammy and I looked at each other and said, you know, we need a God dream. And so two weeks later, Pastor Moses shows up at our church. He's from Uganda. So he goes, I need a school building built in northern Uganda where that general took those kids many years ago and, and killed all the men and stuff. Uh, but it, it's being restored now. He says, I need a school building for 310 children to learn Bible and reading and writing. And Tam and I looked at each other with goosebumps and went, there's our God dream. Hmm. Within three months, we wrote a check for the whole school to be built. 
Now there's 700 and something children going to that school, learning Bible and reading and writing. So those are things you can do in your latter years because you're not so concentrated on your children. You know, you still may have to help them. You know, life's tough for everybody. Totally. Um, so that was one of the things we did that made a, a, a big impact in our life because we th we never thought we could have ever done anything like that. Yeah. And we've helped build some churches in uh, Thailand, and uh, it, it's been pretty awesome. So, mm. so our focus is God-focused. I mean, it's always been God-focused, but what we can do for others. Yeah. It's funny, when I, whenever I meet with somebody and have this conversation, I know you pretty well, Mike. We've been around each other for a long time, but I still learned something that I didn't know. And I like to discover what you're about and uh, I'm discovering you, there's more to Mike than what you might see and what you and Tammy have done in ministry and stuff, you know, building the schools or whatever in Uganda, Thailand. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's um, something I would desire to do as well. So so speaking of uh, mentoring, uh, you're part of a mentoring program and you mentor men. Yes. What's that look like for you? Uh it just kind of comes natural because, you know, I've li been here for almost three quarters of a century. That's scary. Uh, but anyway, um, it, it's amazing. Uh, there's one young man I met, and uh, he wanted to follow me in my current business uh, and a mentor. And uh, I said, well, I kind of work from home. We do a lot of it on the Internet. But I thought, oh, I'll take him to the Bible study at the rack. We're talking about Patrick, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, so he, we're calling you out, man. Yeah, he's a cool kid. He's got lots of energy, uh, lots of desire, and uh, I, I believe he's gotten closer to God since we've had him come here. So it, it's been amazing. And then there's an, another 55-year-old that I mentor, and um, it, it's just fun. You just give them advice, try to steer them where they don't, you know, they may not know which way to go or where to go. And so you kind of point them the direction towards Christ. But, you know, there's some uh, natural things you can do, too. So totally. uh, so it's, that's been very fulfilling. And uh, now Tammy and I, we, we have a home-based business. And because I read this book by John Bevere, I, we're going to increase our business so we can help others. Amen. And uh, we're not just going to sit back and watch Netflix all night long and, uh, you know, golf. I mean, golf's fine, but I, I just, there's just more to life than playing cards. A lot of people my age play cards. I, I don't want to play cards. I want to be doing something with the gospel of Christ. I asked you a question recently. Uh, what's your TV service that you have? Like, you know, is it Comcast or whatever? And you go, I don't have one. I would watch occasional Netflix or whatever. And so what I took from that is you probably are more intentional about your time with Tammy, with Nico, with your business and I thought that's interesting because I like I like to be able to watch. Well, I actually I I asked you what channel or how do you watch football because I like sports and you're like I don't watch it. I'm like okay, maybe I need to reconsider my time spent watching golf and football. So I've worked on that as well because of what you said. So well, that's awesome. And there's nothing wrong with football, but it can kind of take a lot of time up. My thing was getting rid of the TV was more watching news, mm. all that bad news and it gets on you and there's really not much you can do about it. Yeah. So, uh, that has made a big change. I'm 
I was a positive person, but I'm even more positive because I'm not being hit daily with bad news because the news gets paid for sensationalism and people suck it up night after night after night. Yeah. When did you stop watching the news? Uh, I would say about four years ago. Okay. So this is fairly new. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think I'm right with you. It's like, I just can't take the news. It doesn't bring me any joy. No, because you really can't change much. They have us convinced we can change it with our votes, but I don't see that happening a whole lot. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so, you know, and I don't want to get political, but it's just they show you all the bad stuff, and you kind of get angry with it, and God says not to get angry. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know a pastor that I listened to, and he said he cut the news out, and uh, the Lord told him, I don't want you watching anymore because it makes you angry. Yeah, not I would God. agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's talk about uh, two things. Number one, what do you and Tammy, and also include Nico, because I know you guys are pretty close as a family, but what do you guys do for fun? And then tell us about your business, kind of how long you've been in the business, what business is it, and uh, a little bit more about what you enjoy about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Nico and I, since he's a pilot, we uh, are we have half a six-seater airplane with my brother-in-law. And so Nico flies us around. Uh, during COVID, it was awesome. We could fly to the coast. Uh, they had courtesy cars. Uh, we could go to the restaurant. They'd bring it out to us. We'd sit in the car and eat it and then go walk on the beach and then fly home. So it made COVID much better. Um, uh, so we enjoyed that. And Nico loves to fly. That's his passion. His other passion is being in the ministry. And since he's met this girl that's getting married in March, she's increased that because she's a missionary to the University of Oregon. She goes on campus and talks to the college kids. And um, she got, uh, just this last couple of weeks, got a girl born again and four of them filled with the Spirit. So she's pretty excited. And she wow. led somebody to the Lord about three months ago. And so it's it's a really uh, phenomenal uh, group of people that— uh, she's involved with. So yeah. it's called Every Nation. They, okay. have, they go to every campus and uh, yeah. share the gospel and, and just love on people. Don't go down there and point at them and judge at them. They share the gospel and let Christ deliver them from what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's the only way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> love that. So, and then Tammy and I, we're in health and wellness, energy, weight loss products. Uh, it's network marketing. Uh, we were doing that while I was at the floor covering store that I owned with my brother here in town yeah. for 30-something years. Uh, he decided – we started building it just in the evenings and part-time, and, and it took off, okay? And so my brother decided at the floor covering store that he didn't want to partner anymore even though we had contracts saying that the president is equal to the CEO. He got an attorney and was going to – fight that. And my attorney said, because I got a Christian attorney, I went out and got one on purpose. He goes, look, Mike, you'll win this. It'll cost you some money. He said, but are you going to want to be around him after that? Is he going to want to be around you? So he said, why don't you take a settlement? So uh, I was pretty much forced out of the company unless I wanted to fight it. And uh, so, but God had built the network marketing company in the meantime. So stepping out of there, the network marketing company was doing better than the floor covering store. Hmm. But still, I had to deal with betrayal, okay? A lot of times, the family can be the biggest betrayers in your in your life. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it hasn't been all roses in my life. I've had to deal with things like that. So uh, listening to John Bevere, I went to a conference in uh, Hawaii, 
Bob Harrison has an increased confidence. I was there and I ran into John in the lobby. No way. Yeah. And he's Italian. His wife's Sicilian. So I kind of told him what was going on with my brother and my dad. Uh, I was good with my dad. I just never bothered to see him too much because he married an atheist who just didn't, wasn't fun to be around because he's always messing with people. So, but he said, Mike, you have to honor them. You have to honor people. Uh, you have to forgive your brother. And, I, you know, I had been trying to forgive my brother. Uh, but and, and so it was interesting because I came back. I called my brother up and said, hey, I'm sorry for my part in this. Forgive me. And he didn't say he was sorry for his part. He goes, oh, I got over in two months. So, he, you know, in his eyes, it was all my fault, which is fine. But I did it, okay? So then my dad, I started calling him and, and visiting anymore. And uh, about nine months later, he passed away. Mm. So praise God I did that because yes. I have no regrets. And uh, so, but you have to deal with that stuff. You have to forgive people. And it's real easy to get offended and hurt and... Uh, so you have to forgive for your sake, okay? My brother's the same now, you know, but I'm clean on the inside now. Yeah, yeah. And it, and so now I, I go and I say, no, I forgave my brother. I called him that day when it tries to raise its ugly head at me again. And I said, I don't receive that. Uh, I've forgiven him. I pray for him. I pray his business is blessed. His children are blessed. Mm -hmm. And uh, now do I hang with him? Not so much. Uh, you know, I've forgiven him, but you got to earn trust. And yeah. I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. You know, so, um, but life's been good. That That is growing. That makes you grow when you have to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so then the other thing was funny. My pastor got up and talked about uh, forgiving, and he called it uh, forget them their debts. And the Lord kind of dealt with me about forgiving debts. I had loaned people money, and that was kind of, you know, getting in my craw. And Lord told me, you forgive each one of them. You call them up and tell them they owe you nothing anymore. Mm. And I did that, and that set me free uh, in that area. So there's always something God's trying to tweak in your life if you'll hear him and listen mm. to him. Yeah. If. The, the key word is if. Yeah. If we're in his word, if we're in prayer, because if we're yeah. not. It's easy to miss. Yeah, we're going to miss that. Yeah. So as far as the business, Tammy and I, health and wellness products, I lost 30 pounds on it, kept it off for 12 years now. Tammy went down three uh, dress sizes, got wow. back to her high school size. Yeah. So then we started sharing with people and uh, it just started growing. And here's the cool thing about it. What we do now, we change people's life, their health. We can uh, help them on their mindset. We share Christ with them. A lot of times we counsel them, mm -hmm. you know, because they need help, yeah. not just in business and their marriages sure. and their divorces they go through. And, uh, and I can, we can help them make extra income. And like me, we did it to make extra income. It got so big, it became our first income. And then the betrayal came. So gotcha. God knew it was going on. I didn't, I never in my wildest dream thought that would have happened in my family. Yeah, so. Yeah. so we're doing that. Uh, we're, we're loving it. We have a team probably of 1500 people and, uh, of customers and distributors. And, uh, it's, it's, it's life changing. And, uh, is a funny question. How many hours a week do you think you work in the business? Mm, I maybe work two. Tammy maybe works five. So, oh, so, a week. I'm sorry. I work two a day. Tammy maybe does five a day. She does a little more of the coaching than I do. Okay. Okay. And uh, so it's pretty minimal, but we can go anywhere and do it. We went to Hawaii and worked from Hawaii, just on the phone, laying at the beach. Who cares? So it's a, it's a part time <laughs> hours with yeah. a full time. Oh, more, than, more, more yeah. than a full time income. Compensation. Yeah. yeah. It's been amazing. And we have uh, a girl that came on board. She 
uh, is doing really good. And then her husband lost her job. Well, because she had built this, she, they didn't skip a beat. And if she hadn't had this, it, she would have been in a world of hurt. Yeah. So we hear those all the time. Uh, single moms that need extra income and want to be home with their children, they can build this business from yeah. home. Yeah. As we're heading into a recession right now, at least that's what they're saying, and I believe that we are. Yeah. Do more people go, okay, because more people are getting laid off, losing their job. I've literally heard that this week. Yeah. Um, does that help your business grow? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, during COVID, uh, because they were printing all that money, our company grew big and we grew big. It was pretty amazing. Now it's gone back kind of like the stock market has and everything else. Housing's starting to come down. Yeah. And uh, so now people are interested in the business opportunity, not just the health side. Right. The health side's great because if you don't have health, you don't have anything. So health and then, you know, if they can make an extra thousand a month, they're pretty excited about pretty that. Cool. You know, working yeah. from home, being home with their children. And then if they get somebody that gets excited, all of a sudden they could be making a couple thousand a month, yeah, you know, yeah. just and on and on and on. Yeah. So. Well, if you would ask me today, if you could sign up 12 years ago, buddy, would you and make an extra, you know, pretty good income? I think people miss the point. They're not going to, they're going to, they're probably not going to make a bunch of money tomorrow, but in five years or 10 years, they could actually build something worthwhile. Exactly. There was a book called The uh, uh, Four-Year Career, and it says in four years, you can more than likely, if you'll keep working your business, and it takes work. It's not a lottery ticket. It takes work. Yeah. Uh, that you'll be making 10, uh, you know, 10 grand a month after four years if you stay with it. We did that in three years, so wow. it was pretty cool. And, okay. and now we've, you know. Different times we make more than that, uh, but it always stays there or goes up more. So, yeah. uh, you know, it ebbs and flows, but uh, it's been very va uh, gratifying. Those people that we brought into our team, they become family with us. It's just amazing. Mm, yeah. uh, and uh, we look up to them. They look up to us. Uh, we're not their boss. You know, they are uh, volunteer army. And it, it makes a big difference. So, you know, and people that make it are ones that work. Those that, you know, want to do products, that's fine. And they get healthy. But you got to work. You know, uh, it's called network marketing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you find that, you know, when people do network marketing that whether a, a guy or a lady does it or a married couple, do you find that maybe a married couple has more opportunity? Well, in our company – the biggest earners are single, not single women, women, not women and husband. But the husband has to be on board or, you know, he yeah, can yeah, derail her. Yeah. Um, and then the next group are probably couples and then probably men. Men by, by themselves. themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But I'd say 98, 97% are women. Interesting. Yeah, and then a lot of the couples in there too doing it. And, and uh, couples work well because – like me, I don't really want to coach a lady that's trying to lose weight. I don't mind. I love coaching a woman that wants to build a business. But Tammy likes the coaching part because their relationship. You totally. know, I love the yeah. relationship part yeah. of it. Yeah. So it works well. She does that. I look for leads. So uh, yeah. people that I can help. And it's all about helping them. I'm doing fine. But if I can help others change their lives, it makes a big difference. And that's so fulfilling compared to selling somebody carpet and their house looks good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, this is good, man. Um, as we get ready to wrap up our little podcast here, any final words of wisdom that you want to share that maybe is on your heart that somebody needs to hear? Well, you know, the biggest thing, and the Lord's been uh, putting this on my heart, 
I need to be in the Word more and more. And uh, so I listen to it when I work out at the gym. Uh, I'm listening to uh, motivational uh, stuff by Christians. Uh, so it's based on the Word of God. It's just not New Age. It's based on the Word of God. Yeah. And even that New Age stuff, a lot of that comes from the Bible. They just don't realize it. Yeah. And so I've been doing that so much more, putting the Word in me. And because I put the Word in me, then if some kind of fear comes at me, I can resist it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't get on me. But and then speaking the word, speaking what the word says about me is mm. is so important. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. So if something comes at me, I can I can speak to the mountain, command it to g- jump into the sea, and it will obey me. You know, uh, Mark eleven twenty three says, "Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, the problem, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and and believes in his heart." and believes those things which he saith Mm -hmm. shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So you need to say the word of God about the circumstance, okay? Uh, I am a giver, so it's given unto me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall man give into my bosom. So why am I worried about paying my bills next month? God's in control. I'm a giver. Now, if you're not a giver, maybe it isn't pressed down, shaken together, yeah, running over. Be, so yeah. that's something you got to think about. The the opposite mm. is there too. So I'm really putting the word in, and I'm watching what I say. You you can't say, "Oh, thank you, Lord. I believe you're going to help me." And the next day, "Oh, we're never going to get that bill paid." You've just pulled up your seed. Yeah, you need yeah. to water that seed and say, "Thank you, Lord. You're going to help me meet that need, and mm. I will be able to pay that bill." So that's kind of what's jumped out at me lately. Is the word is so important. Um, you know, shall not live on bread alone, but every word that that God has to say. So that's my biggest thing. Get in the word. Uh, don't just go to church. You know, that's a build you up on Sunday, but how about the rest of the week? Do you eat only once a week? (laughs) No. So you need to feed the spirit. Well said. I think you're right though. I think the word of God and spoken, you know, we can read the Bible and do it quietly while we're reading, but speaking the Word of God audibly, uh, it, it, both ears are listening. So Yeah, and that's the way God made us. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks for your time coming on here, sharing your heart. And uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you, learn more about the Word of God, they want to learn about your business, what's a good way for them to, to contact you? Oh, I don't know. Um, they can call me, uh, friend me on Facebook. Uh, if you're interested in the business side or uh, the health side, you could go to zingoregon.com, X-Y-N-G, Oregon.com, and you can uh, read a few things. And then if you want to reach out to me, I'll, I'll reach back out to you. Okay. I will put in the show notes a way they can contact you, and then they'll reach out however they're going to reach out. Sure. That'd be great. Uh, glad to help anybody. Uh, uh just from my experience and what God has taught me doesn't mean I know it all by any means, but yeah. I can probably help. Yeah. And I believe that Mike's helped me a lot. We've had lots of coffee appointments and I love walking away from somebody who's lived life longer than me and learn from their experience. So that is godly wisdom. So I appreciate that. Thanks for being, uh, being a good friend and thanks for being a great husband. Uh, that's a great testimony for men to love their wives and pursue them and really the way you pursue God as well. So Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Neglect God, you usually neglect your wife. It's not good. It's <laughs> yeah. not good. It's all downhill from there. Yeah, it is. Well thank you, Mike. Thanks for being a part of our show. 
If you were impacted by this, please share it with somebody that could be impacted by it. Uh, Share it on social media. And if you'd like to be a part of our show, please reach out. We'd love to talk with you. You can email me at buddyp7 at gmail.com. And I would absolutely love to talk with you. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.